Hello, and welcome to a special episode of Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space. We're here to talk about our top five science fiction movies of the last ten years, starting in 2007. My name is Joel Torres. I'm here tonight with... Sarah. And... Aaron. And we're going to break it down to you in a very special way. Ah, oh, God, I can't, I can't keep this up. Okay. That was and, good, though. Yeah, I, like I know. Uh, working on my... Uh, my newscaster voice. I liked it, man. Anyways, top five last ten years coming right at you. Due to a scheduling issue, meaning uh, that basically all three of us got the plague. Yeah. Uh, Aaron didn't have it as bad as Sarah and I. Not not that I'm bragging, but oh, I had the worst. No, no, no. no I'm just kidding. Sarah had the worst. Totally. So uh, some of our, our voices are still recovering from <laughs> the illness that we were all struck with. But we wanted to make sure we had an episode out because my mother needs something to listen to on Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> so I know people like lists. Lists are cool. Like I, li- I like lists. It's, it's kind of unexplainable people's attachment to like having a numbered like this. This is my favorite, and then under that is this, or this is my least favorite, and then underneath is that. And then what's yours? You know, it's it's always interesting to hear how people feel about almost anything. You know, what's your top five favorite cats? That's true, you're right. Mm-hmm. I like having a sampling like that, but I don't necessarily like having to put them in a specific order because then sometimes I kind of question why it is that I want to put them in that order unless there's, like, one specific thing that just really calls out to me. Mm. My, my, my continuing Sarah, Sarah's uh, thoughts on that, uh, I, I, make, I make top lists and then I constantly change them because I'm like, no, this one's better. No. No, this one's better. It's hard. No, this one's better. So my list is in a constant chaotic. <laughs> yeah. I think, it's, I think that is not... I think that's the way it should be done. I mean, you shouldn't, like, decide my all-time favorite movie is Bring It On, and then 20 years from now be like, nope, I decided 20 years back then Bring It On was my favorite movie, and I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> I'm a 45-year-old man. Uh so yeah, I mean you should list change, taste change, then goes. And who knows, you know, next year what are you gonna see? You might see something that blows your mind and all of a sudden you've got a favorite whatever. You know, all of a sudden your favorite animal is the giraffe panda coming to a zoo near you. Probably not. So we're going to cover our top five from the last 10 years, starting in the year 2007 up until this year, 2016. I know it's not over yet, but, you know, these these lists, they they only mean so much as we came up with a list. <laughs> uh, we'll cover fantasies on a later date when we need an extra throw-in episode. But 
Let's start it off right. Let's start with Aaron. Hi. How's it going? It's going okay. How yeah. are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Hanging in there. Yeah. Yeah. What would you... What do you have as your number five? That's... We're going to go in a kind of round table thing. All right. Each of us will start or say our number five, and then we'll just move on from there. Well, I, I did some soul searching I, um, when when you sent me the email. said, uh, you know, what we're going to do this week. and said, Parker. So I, I, I took a long, nice drive down to the beach. I walked down the beach for a while, you know, tried to, uh, you know, <laughs> figure out what, what was most important in my life. So these these movies, you know, they I think they they represent because you know I'll just drop all that beach garbage. Uh, you know, I was I was going through Wikipedia, right? <laughs> I was surfing the web. I was looking through lists, lots of lists, and uh, I clicked uh, on Wikipedia. There's an option that allows you to look through the decades of uh, sci-fi films, and uh, uh, I remember looking at the year 2007 and going, I'm "So glad we made it past this year." <laughs> Right. It is so rough. It was such a rough year. Um, and so, but, you know, traveling through through this list and um, Joel Joel sent me, I, I don't really commonly use Letterboxd. I'm sorry, those who use Letterboxd. I'm just, I, just something that's really foreign to me, but Joel sent it to me and I was looking through it and, and I saw, and, and this is why I'm really thankful he showed me Letterboxd, because mm-hmm. I saw the movie covers yes. and it reminded me of how much I love my number five, which is Speed Racer. That is one of my favorite movies of all time. Really? Yes. Um, the Wachowskis did an amazing job with this movie of recreating it as an anime. Now, um, I would, it's probably arguable that this isn't, this isn't a hard, this, I mean, if you put this movie up to Alien, I mean, it's kind of sci-fi. <laughs> like, right. um, I mean, why, why I feel that it's sci-fi though, or, or why it has, uh, uh, the elements of sci-fi. Uh, is because in the world of this movie, Speed Racer, racing is the most important thing one can do <laughs> with their life. Like, it's the most important thing, like, in the, in the world of Speed Racer. Like, you literally, winning a race, you could change the lives of millions or whatever. Like, that's, it's, like, everything is at stake here. Top tier life goal. Yes. And so, <laughs> um, you know, without ruining too much of the story, scientific, sci- or the science fiction elements of this movie are that the racetracks have ridiculous, like, traps like death-defying stunts that you have to pass through. Nice. <laughs> so this isn't just like you watching a car wing around a track, you know, whatever. Like it's ridiculous. The cinematography is amazing. Unfortunately, I I, I can't remember a lot of the name of the actors uh, other than Pops, who who uh, who's played by Fred Flintstone. So. No, most people know him as John Goodman. Yeah, there you go. There you uh, go, John Goodman. Yeah. Uh, An amazing actor with whom I love. Oh, uh, isn't uh, the guy from Lost in it too, Matthew? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember his last name. All of a sudden, it's okay. He was really good in Bone Tomahawk. Yeah, he played Racer X. Spoiler. Ah, is it Christina Ricci in it too? Yes. Yeah, Christina. She Ricci is and awesome. She, in that movie. she plays the chimp. Hirsch. No. Oh, am I Hirsch? Yeah, he plays Speed. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a fun movie. It's really fun. That's cool. probably one of my favorites of all time. Only thing I know about cool. the movie is John Goodman kills somebody and puts him in the back of his trunk or something no, like that. Oh, that's a different movie. Oh, geez. spoiler! I'm sorry. Spoiler! For I thought he like hits John him in Goodman the back movies. of the head with like a, a wrench. I'm sure he does knock someone out. You're okay. right. I'm sure. I don't think he kills we don't, them, but though. he's not dead. Okay. No, pops doesn't kill a man. Okay. But pops, there was a great, 
Okay, I'm sorry. I'm probably spoiling so much of this because no, no, you guys no. really do need to see this. No, movie, I haven't. Though. Yeah, I At haven't point, seen like, it. There's this great scene though where John Goodman is like fighting people, and like the cinematography is just like seriously. So yeah, that's so cool. It's so good. Sounds good to me. It's such a good movie. Um, and I bought a few of the Lego sets when they came out. Cool. cool. So, yeah. I think I intended to watch it when it came out. I remember reading like an article about it before it was going to come out. And then I don't know what happened, but for some reason I haven't seen it yet. I feel I feel that that slammed. I feel that there's yeah, it got really, 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 really slammed and, and panned and any negative thing that could you could throw <laughs> in a movie. But, yeah. but I I just got so much joy out of seeing this. No, and you know it's 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 got like cult following now. Like obviously it has redeemable qualities because yeah. I've heard more than once that like no no speed racer you should, you should watch it. Yeah, it, I. Just pure, pure enthusiasm, pure joy. Whenever I see this movie, cool. It's That's just, cool. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I want to see it. We should watch it for the podcast. Except we don't watch romances. I guess I just didn't have a thing about cars, though. We'll see. I don't know. So That's you want to cool. watch cars? Uh, oh, I should probably should have said Life that. is a highway. Okay. <laughs> I kind of want to go kill myself. Well, you got- <laughs> Dude, not cool. Okay, Sorry. Owen okay. Wilson. Okay. okay, he almost did. That's terrible. You're right. It's You're terrible. Right. Sorry. <laughs> what was Bonnie Hunt gonna do without him? Uh, no, you, you got me all fired up. I want to watch it now. It's it's real. It's that good. Yeah, it's that cool. good. Sarah. Yeah. Was uh, Speed Racer on your list? <laughs> It wasn't on my list. No, we we haven't seen it. No, right? it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't. What is your number five? Um, I was just going to say mm-hmm. that my number five is Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Mm-hmm. Is that on anybody else's list? No. Mm-mm. Go fish. I didn't think it. about it, so yeah. I kind of think I kind of think I was thinking fantasy, but I definitely could see this as a sci-fi movie too. There was quite a debate between you and I before this movie was even made because we both loved the comics, as I'm sure Aaron did too. The comics were awesome. Brian Lee O'Malley did an incredible job of storytelling and uh, adding pop culture references and just making it a super fun read. There's drooling waiting for each volume to come out. Like, that doesn't happen, like, really, for comic books, at least for me. And for those who haven't read them, you should, because even if you've already seen the movie, there's more to the comics than there is in the movie. But I remember us getting into a pretty serious debate about whether or not this could be made into a movie and how, you know, you were afraid they were going to trash it and turn it into something terrible. I mean, you know, I'm not saying it was the infinite jest of, of comic book movies or something like that, but like, yeah, I mean, it's... The 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 nuance of the comic book and the craziness is just like how was it going to be done? Yeah, but yeah. plus, I I hated Michael Sarah back then. I know, I know. I, I was remember like, you saying, "How on earth could he play?" That was that was the hype. That yeah. was he. That was at that was Michael Sarah was at his biggest hype. Yeah. I think, like yeah. there was not a, a a moment that went that pop culture had mentioned Michael Sarah at some point. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so I I can see, at least from my perspective, why Joel was a little bit on the hate train. Yeah, totally. 
I didn't feel one way or the other about the casting before we saw it. And um, when we saw it, I I think it just... I just think it's so awesome. Yes. And I and I think it really captured the spirit of what um, Scott Pilgrim, the manga, was about, what the, the comics were about. Is it a manga, would you say? Or would you say it's more well, of a comic? It's, def- it's a comic done in the style of manga. Yeah. Because yeah. Brian Lee O'Malley wanted, wanted it, it... Well, I mean, it was published in the... The Oni in the, Press. In, yeah. the, in the manga format, so... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, I think I, I think it's still a graphic novel. Yeah, yeah it's still a graphic novel. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I guess if you really think about it, manga is supposed to be comics that come from Japan. Yeah. So it's it, it's a graphic novel that would that would be done to that style. Yeah, it's yeah. like Japan animation. Backwards because it wasn't backwards, you know. Yeah. Yes. Japan animation. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to let me get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> Death glare. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, I think what a good movie for music too. I mean, I don't I have to say this is one of my top movies for music ever. Nigel Goodrich and Beck put together some tracks that were just out of this world and and made it really feel like the Sex Bob-omb in the movie were a real band because they had created this unique sound for that band. Um, and I love music so much, but I think that the sci-fi quality of it would be in the, the, basically the abilities that people have that they don't have in real life. And also in the just, I don't know, what would you say? The video gaminess gives it a total sci-fi flavor. Yeah. You know, like, like Aaron was saying, uh, Ramona's dementia and hopping. Yeah, Ramona's dementia. There, there are things that are overtly science fiction in the comics. In the comics. Yeah. That are not put out that way in the uh, the movie because of, like, I, I they, they just didn't want to complicate it that much. They didn't much. have that it's much time. Yeah. yeah. They didn't have enough time to really go through all those things. But I love this movie. It's something I could just put on anytime. I literally just put this on for my three-year-old nephew last week, and he loved it. And so did my stepfather, who's like 60-something. And he had never heard of it before. He was like asking me what it was and, you know, catching all those musical references like Young Neil and um, <laughs> Steven those Stills. things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that one is one of my faves. Very cool. Light on the sci-fi, maybe. But heavy on the yeah, my favorite. Cool. You guys both got slightly what you're thinking is long <laughs> on sci-fi, and I don't think sci-fi. I mean, it's all up for debate. If somebody wants to yell at us for being like, "That's not a science fiction movie," well, okay, you're entitled to your opinion, man. No, no worries. <laughs> we'll put in the fantasy realm. Yay, we win anyways. <laughs> so. <laughs> I hope I hope that whenever you're in some sort of troll debate online, that that's the laugh that you give afterwards. <laughs> I try my best. Good. So my number five may be debatable as a science fiction movie as well, what? but for different reasons. My number five is Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, is that on your list? Yes. Okay. What Just want to give you a heads up, Sarah. 
farther down somewhere. So I'll just say real quick, because we'll have a further discussion when we get to it in Aaron's thing, that everyone I know and trust the opinion of was blown away by Mad Max Fury Road. And it's that was... I had people tell me that they didn't like the movie. And I'm not the kind of person anymore who will be like, oh, man, but think about this. Think about why don't you like it? You know, you're dumb. You need to realize this guy. I'm not that kind of person. There was a time in my life where I was like, oh, I have to convince this person they're going to like it. Instead, when people told me that, I got this deep feeling of melancholy for them. Not because I thought they were lesser or anything like that, but it was like when we saw it in the theater, I was literally on the edge of my seat. And like, uh, yeah, like I, I think I felt such joy, like such, such a dopamine blast from the entire thing that I was like, I just want to share it with you, please. You know, can you look past the things that are upsetting you? Anyways. We'll, we'll talk more about it later. I think that was one of the best movie-going experiences we ever had. Mm-hmm. Like, just because of the energy and how caught off guard everybody was by it. But yeah. Anyway, we won't elaborate on that just yet since it's higher on somebody else's list. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, it's That's cool. Right. It's cool. I guess I'm next on the loop. Yeah, huh? Let's go on here. Let's, let's, what we got number four? All right. Next up is the movie Looper from Loop. 2012. Looper. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys seen that? That is yeah. a crazy movie about a toucan that goes back in time to shoot his older self. Got it. Or his younger. Anyways. <laughs> it didn't make my list, but it is on my... Uh, in. We all made backup lists because there were a lot of good choices. But yeah. Looper. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 you know, just... Um, I had enjoyed the, the earlier films of uh, Ryan Johnson. I really liked uh, Brick. Mm-hmm. Pretty fun movie. So when I heard that he'd made the science fiction film, I was, you know, with, with you know, obviously a considerable more amount of budget and <laughs> actors and actresses, I was like, well, I got to see this. And, uh, you know, I, I was I was really thrilled. A lot of really fun, subtle things which played out much stronger later on in the film occurred in this. Uh, just the overall feel of the, the you know, it, it, it kind of still kind of goes in that, that line of like, well, the future kind of sucks, you know, kind of, kind of mode. But, but at the same time, like there's just so much really fun stuff to look at in this film. I mean, Levitt's amazing. I don't know what else to really to say other than like, it just really surprised me. And, and especially when I heard it was like a time travel movie, I was like, well, okay. So it's going to be, you know, this is what's going to happen, and, you know, this is why. And I was really glad to see that my my presumptions were totally, totally wrong, and it was just really fun. And uh, they, they had a, re- a lot of fun with uh, time travel in that movie, so. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think? I really liked Looper, too. It's not on my list, but I... <sighs> I hate to say it, but there was something I didn't like about it. That's fine. Um, oh, no. That's is, it, is, is this a no spoiler? No, 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 no. Go ahead. Well, Looper came out in 2012, so we, yeah, we probably shouldn't spoil it because I liked it. So, yeah, but no. Yeah. Or no, but yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> I like to put five years in between when a movie comes out and when it's it's spoiled. Just it's stupid. Let me put it this way: I really, really, really enjoyed the movie until about the last half hour of it. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. I like Ryan Johnson. Not only as a director and a writer, but as a personality. Like, I've followed him on Twitter for years, mm. and he was always putting up lots of cool stuff. And now he's going to be doing episode eight, which it's is so awesome. Cool. Yeah. So cool. Star Wars Chewbacca Strikes Back, I think it's called. Um, the only conclusion that could be made. They're, his movies, What I mean, there's, like, the way they're written, like, he has as much talent and style with his dialogue as, like, almost as good as Quentin Tarantino, I, I'd be willing to say. He, like, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't mess around. He doesn't waste time on things like that. And, He's flowery. Mm-hmm. It seems like, a, yeah, it seems like he has, like, a way of delivering things that's more um, eloquent than other people and concise. Mm-hmm. It's like, that is the last, Looper is the last movie I remember seeing Bruce Willis in that I thought he was trying, also. <laughs> I mean, can it's you think no, it's, it's kind of true. I agree yeah. with you. Like, uh, I, more often than not, I felt like he was really in character. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't McLean. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't anyone else. Yeah, he there was, was just himself. You know, or, or, you know, he was the character at hand. Sometimes so. he was Bruce Willis in it. But, <laughs> you know, sometimes he was doing that thing where he is actually acting. Yeah. Like he does in the Unbreakable. He does so much acting in Unbreakable, it's kind of like, who is this guy? Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, this one definitely had some of those moments. Like, especially in the flashback scenes of when you find out how his life has gone. I feel like he was doing that. Hey, it was great. Great movie. If you haven't seen Looper, hmm? yeah, if you haven't seen Looper, great. Brick is great. The Brothers Bloom is also really good. Have you seen that one? I actually haven't seen that one yet. Uh, you can I think borrow we it. Have it, yeah. yeah. Cool. We'll borrow then. It's real good. Cool. Sarah, number four time. Thrill me. <laughs> My number four is Moon. Moon. Do you guys have Moon on yours? Uh, I actually intentionally dropped Moon from my top five list because I was like, I want to talk about other stuff. Okay. And so, but it is uh, hypothetically on my top ten list. Moon is decade. also on my backup list, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Moon, um, mm-hmm. Sam Rockwell, and uh, part of Kevin Spacey, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Duncan Jones, a.k.a. Zowie Bowie. Oh my god. When I saw this movie, I didn't know what to expect, and boy, did it just blow me away. If you haven't seen Moon, see Moon. It's understated. Kind of my favorite kind of sci-fi is quiet, not necessarily a gigantic budget, and I'm sure it's well enough known now that everybody has seen it, but I really love Sam Rockwell as well. I really... um. I think that he is an awesome actor that can do just about anything. I feel like not enough people do know about it. Um, like the people that we uh, hang out with and associate with, they, they know about Moon. But the the name is so... I mean, Moon. 
what does that mean to anyone? Yeah. Can, like it's it's just a thing. It's yeah. It's something that we associate with everyday life, and so the title doesn't like jump out at you. So you ask me, oh, have you seen Moon? They probably like even people who've seen the movie before and liked it might go, uh, what's <laughs> yeah. that? A Sam Rockwell movie? Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but they they do some great stuff with it that, and they subvert your expectations in such a good way. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, we can't talk about what happens. <laughs> yeah, we can't. We can't really spoil it for you. If you haven't seen Moon, you should watch it. Just to elaborate, just how well Sam Rockwell acts, man. Like that guy. Like he's just one of my top favorite actors. He, me too. Me um, too. He just every scene he always eats up. He steals. I think the first time I, I well, I mean, Galaxy Quest is probably the first time I was like, oh, that guy's pretty cool. But it yeah. really, it really wasn't until, um, oh crap. Um, Charlie's Angels. No, wait, man. What? Well, no. Uh, I, I, Hitchhiker's Guide. That's what really oh, won me over. Yeah, yeah. He was just over the top. Loved Sad it. Thought. Yeah, he. he um, this performance requires a specific kind of uh, actor, and I think that he is the best that could have been chosen for this. But yeah, I really, I love totally. Sam Rockwell. I remember around the time this movie came out, I. Uh, I got a magazine. I can't even remember what it was now, but Genie. it had it had Sam Rockwell on the cover, um, holding a cat around his neck. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and was, I had yeah. it on my wall for a while because <clears throat> like I just thought the, it was such a cool picture. Yeah, it's like G GQ or, or not not like that, but like, it was a GQ kind of shot. Yeah. but it wasn't a GQ magazine. Yeah. I don't think it wasn't just a it wasn't just, stars or anything he's like great he's no, I, yeah. I, I feel like he's maybe a guy who'd be like you'd really want to hang out with on a saturday morning and just go get some pancakes and you know walk down i don't know main street and just talk about your day you know he seems like a really cool guy yeah, yeah. I, I agree and and i think that he's he's super underrated in iron man too totally totally yeah. i think he the thing that makes sam rockwell special is that he gives 100% in everything he's in. Yeah. Even in piles of garbage. Like, I said Charlie's Angels being, you know, joking with you, <clears throat> but Sam Rockwell in that movie is, like, he's cool. Yeah. <laughs> he's really cool. <laughs> no, he's not phoning it in. No, like, no he's not. He's willing to do whatever it takes to do the performance that's that he's doing. And, and he has done some movies that I didn't really like that much, but I've seen a lot of his movies, and I liked a lot of them mm, because of his performance. Absolutely. My favorite part of Gentleman Broncos is oh, Sam Rockwell. I was thinking the same thing. Just amazing. I like that movie, though, even though it's kind of gross. <laughs> yeah, the snake pooping scene really... I forgot about the snake pooping scene. It's, it's just, like permanently burned into my memory. I was thinking about the barf kiss. <laughs> so uh, That's yeah. all... That Close second. Yes. <laughs> That was like a gross out for me, but I super love Jermaine Clement, so... Oh, yeah. Um, he's good. Yeah. No, I thought he here. was super good in that. I still haven't seen him in Men in Black 3, though. You know what? Never mind. I don't like that movie, because the guy... <laughs> this is, I don't know why I'm talking about that, but uh, generally, I Rocco is the... The tangent, the, but still. The, uh, the guy that's in Nacho Libre that's in that movie, right? Mm -hmm. His mouth is like anime big it's that filmmaker like, that filmmaker like tries to accentuate like, like the grossness anything that's grotesque they just like, make it's, it whoa. so uncomfortable hey, I, I don't yeah. know i'm i i i i, I love everything he's done no, so cool. 
Sorry, I'm on the opposite end. I no, think. no. Wait, who are you talking about? Oh, just the, the director. I, oh, I, yeah. like, I like Nacho Libre. I like... Did he do Nacho Libre? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was... Gentleman Broncos, Nacho Libre, and... Napoleon, Napoleon Dynamite. All done oh, okay. the same director. Oh. No, I know Nacho Libre is fine. I have that no problem so with that. Much. I'm just talking about the way he f- he used that guy in Gentleman Broncos. Well, just the, pro- the idea of Gentleman Broncos well, is really prob- cool. The problem with Gentleman Broncos is there's way too much gross out stuff. Yeah, like I mean, there is there's a level of gross out stuff in Napoleon Dynamite. There's a there's a level of gross out stuff in, 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 Nacho, in Nacho Libre. Libre. But I feel that he really amped it up like too much for this movie. Like to the point where I was just like, like. I'll watch it for the Jermaine Clement parts because, again, and my heart also swoons for him. Mm-hmm. But like, and and obviously Sam Rock, Sam Rockwell, I didn't even know was in this movie. So like, when when they it reveal, was a nice surprise. That was like, yeah. I was just like, yeah. like really, I love this guy. Yeah, so like, true. I was just like, I'm so on board for. I feel really bad this movie overtook Moon, but in yeah. our discussion, no, no, here, no, no. But <laughs> this is just all about Sam Rockwell. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But Moon is Moon is really good. Oh my gosh, watch it. Oh my gosh. Other good Sam Rockwell performances. Man. Yes. I like Matchstick Men. Joel doesn't. I like Sam, <laughs> I like Sam Rockwell in Matchstick um, Men. <laughs> I don't think I've seen Matchstick Men. You might like it. What? What, I, what's the what's the the Sam it's, Rockwell it's movie? Divisive. <laughs> um Okay, okay. Um Choke? Yeah, I've seen Choke. Yeah, or actually, or, I read the book. I read the book actually. Um, no, 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 the one the one with like Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. There's like a, there's one movie dealing with like assassins. Yeah. A robbery of a dog. Oh, oh uh, 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 seven psychopaths. Seven psychopaths. Yeah, I forgot he was in that. Totally stole that one too. Mm-hmm. Even with the cast that's in that movie, I he stood out. I didn't out. see that one. I wanted to, but it was I thought I was afraid it was going to be too violent for it's me. It's violent. It's pretty violent. It's yeah. pretty violent. I think but, Colin Farrell's really good in that too. Yeah. But he's not in Moon, so who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so back to Moon. If you haven't seen Moon, it's very basic. Like, go in without expectation, without researching it. If you haven't seen it already, and don't try to... Um, you shouldn't read about yeah, it. Yeah, don't don't try to read about it. Don't do anything. Just watch it. And even the other day, we were hanging out with my mom, uh, Joel and I, and she goes, have you guys seen this movie with Sam Rockwell in it? And... We were like, Charlie's oh. Angels? No. <laughs> <laughs> she loves Moon, too. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So, my number four is a movie that is well-loved by the masses and is my favorite of the Marvel movies because it has an amazing soundtrack. It has super fun acting. It has lasers, and it's got James Gunn at the head. I am, of course, talking about Iron Man 2. No, I'm just kidding. I'm talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. That's also on my list. That's on your list? Yeah. Because it's freaking awesome. It's amazing. How could it not? I mean, we don't really have to say much about it, but when we get around to it, we're going to talk about it. Is that on your list? No, actually, it was on my backup list, but I I love that movie. It is love. It's definitely nearing the peak of my list, though. No, no, that's cool. That's cool. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's okay, keep sorry, on. Joel. Yeah, I'm no. so sorry. It's okay. This game is rough. Yeah. The game of lists. The game of lists. All right. Well, this one was featured on uh, Joel's list already, but uh, the time has come for us to talk about the Wasteland and the movie Mad Max: Fury Road. Mad Max: Fury Road. Directed by George Miller. All-star, awesome cast of cool, 
hooligans and desert desert near dwells. I'll tell you what that uh oh man, I just mentioned that guy's name earlier, but the guy the guy who was in X X Men First Class as Beast and oh yeah 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 he was in Skins yeah. and uh, the zombie kid who fell in love with the not zombie oh yeah yeah. He just blows you away in Mad Max. Like it's a great point of view character. So good. It's a great point of view character. Yeah. yeah. I I love the fact I mean, I I'm sure this movie's been talked to death everywhere you go, but like it's so good. And that's why it's talked to death. Like there's no way that you can't go uh, like like the fact that like there's almost like little to no dialogue at some points, but like so much is being said, I think just makes this movie so powerful. Um, I know we were kind of discussing earlier as to why this could actually be a science fiction movie, <laughs> but uh, and I think I think our um, our judges our our uh, judges panel here of uh, please don't send me in outer space have decided this is that Mad Max could be considered a science fiction movie because it's uh, a possible future that humanity could uh, end up doing. Yep. It's just kind of funny. It made me laugh that this is like the second movie. On my top five list that has cars in it, which made no, me laugh no. like really hard. That's funny. <laughs> ah, you know what they say, Aaron? Life is a no! hell. want to be stuck with Lightning McQueen, whatever. <laughs> now, whenever I look at a car, it's just going to be blinking at me, Joel. Ka-chow. <laughs> God damn it. So. <laughs> Slow down, I'm going too fast. <laughs> what do you want to say about the movie, sir? Um, about Mad Max Fury Road. Oh my gosh, when we saw this movie, we were just shocked with how crazy it was. Just nonstop action, beat for beat, like stop to finish. Everyone was just wondering what the heck was going to happen and just hanging right on. The way they frame those shots is insane. I think we saw like a behind the scenes on that or something afterwards. And he was talking about how the cinematographers and all the, all the camera guys had been told this kind of like, um, direction to keep everything like right at a target, like choose, like focus on an actor the way you would with like a sight of a sniper rifle and make sure that the tar, make sure that they are in your target. Like, no matter what they're doing, while they're moving, they're in the target. While you're over here and you're following them, they're in the target coming this way. And you just felt like you were along for the ride the entire time. Yeah. I mean, it was insane. I had a few minor issues being a woman in the world (laughs) watching this movie, just feeling completely like I would just want to die rather than live in that world. Um, you say that a lot about uh, future movies, but I think they, they <clears throat> most of the future movies are like, this future sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to be in that future. <laughs> what about this future? I don't want to be in that future. <laughs> Wait, you mean you mean you wouldn't want to be in that future? What, in the Mad Max Fury yeah. Road future? No. <laughs> are you kidding me? Well, just for a moment, uh, guys, picture yourselves as Wasteland characters. What would you be? I'd probably be that the little guy sitting in the thing with oh, the God. telescope. <laughs> the son of the warlord. Oh, man. <laughs> I pictured me myself as just like the like really, really, I don't know, generic raisin guy trying to get water. Just like covered in tarps. Like, any moisture. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd be one of the Chrome Gang, or, or uh, yeah, people, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, they got the good drugs. Yeah, they do. Frets them in the mouth. <laughs> yes, being a woman in this world doesn't sound like a good thing. No. Not at all. Mm-hmm. This particular, this movie particularly, like, I loved it and I enjoyed it, but I was like, if I were there for one day, I'd probably kill myself just because <laughs> it's just, no, I wouldn't want to be the breeder, the milker, the, you know, woman trying to run away. Like, I, I wouldn't want to be any of them. Like, yeah. I wouldn't want to end up one of those guys' brides. One of the ladies who <laughs> live in the desert. No, no. It's none not a of fun them. place. Not a, fun, not a time. fun place. Yeah. Not a fun time for anybody, but um, they made it especially cringeworthy for the women in that movie. <laughs> I was uh, I was casually wandering the internet the other day, and I ran into a uh, very clickbaity kind of like top twenty facts you didn't know about Mad Max Fury Road <laughs> kind of list things. You have to yeah. read in that voice. And and, and one of them was uh, George Miller's wife was actually the film editor of this movie. Oh. Did you know that? I didn't know that until I read the clickbaity list. Thing. I didn't know that either. I was like, oh crap! And and um, she asked George why. He wanted her specifically to be the editor of this film, and he told her because he wanted a uh, he wanted a female um, perspective on an action movie. He said that it would be just any other action movie if I edited it. So he's like, I wanted it from your from your point of view. That's cool. So there you go. Yeah. That was like I was like because <laughs> I was just like, it does feel different. Awesome. It does feel different to me, anyways. I mean, yeah. yeah. Nicholas Holt is the name of that guy I was trying to remember. Yeah, Nick Holt. That guy's cool. He is cool. Too cool for school, almost. Apparently Max was pretty hard to work with in this movie. Yeah, I read that. You know... Well, he apologized, though. That was the thing. But that's the only reason I know. It's because he made a very formal apology to the director. Yeah. Yeah, He he had a hard time with the director. He had a hard time with Charlize Theron. He had a hard time with almost everybody on the cast. And, you know, who knows... He still did a good are. job acting. Oh, yeah. He's, he's totally. great, yeah. It's not, it doesn't take away from the performance. And if anything, they were t- like the article I was reading was like, that might have been why you could feel the the kind of the the tenseness between Furiosa and Max, you know, Very because realistic. they actually had this kind of <laughs> tenseness between them, him being a kind of a jerk, but they worked with it like they didn't. They didn't like blow up and like like I'm only doing one take or something like that. <sighs> There's so many scenes that I just I think about like that scene where they stop the truck for the first time and and uh, and Max like is wrestling with Furiosa who and also uh, what is the name of Nicholas Holt's character uh, Spud. <laughs> Lug nut. And they're just like over and over again trying to get the thing and the, the girls are like pulling on his chain so he doesn't get away and the way it's just filmed like from yeah. the ground and it's ah I'm getting the chills. Yeah. Yeah. Stunt work and everything like that. Obviously, if you haven't been convinced to watch Mad Max Fury Road, I think we all recommend it. You should get a nice big TV and a nice surround sound. I just remember coming out of the theater and just thinking of, like, how can I ever even watch the original ones again? <laughs> like, they just seem so, like, pedestrian. Yeah, they seem so, like, small so, time. So, like, oh, <laughs> that sucks. That's Your future kind of sucks. Cute. But this one's kind of worse. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. 
I wonder what those movies would have been like with with today's technology. Because I, I watched The Road Warrior. Well, which one? Mad Max is the first one. Mm-hmm. I watched The Road Warrior recently. And it... You know, I liked it, but I... I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. I I think I just, my expectations were at some place that they they couldn't be reached at that point, which is kind of unfortunate. And I know there are people who have, the the, the people that have the most problems with Fury Road are the people that have the most attachment to those first three movies. That makes sense. And uh, like I like I said, I just I want to. Hey, I still I want love them, them to be in the warm embrace like I am. Yeah, feel these tingles. You know, don't get me wrong. Even though I do feel that they were very pedestrian, I still have a, a huge amount of respect for those movies. Yeah. And they're not bad I, or anything like that. It's great. They're great, and I love them. But it's just the intensity has been brought up. Mm. That's all I'm trying to say. Like it, it's been brought up a notch. <laughs> Cue Tina Turner. Nice. We don't need... Okay, <laughs> No, Joel, no. All right. Sarah, what is your number three? That's what we're on, right? Mm-hmm. Three. My number three is Ex Machina. Ex Machina. That's on my list, too. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. It is? Uh, No, it isn't. It's on my bonus list. Sorry. I haven't seen that one yet, though. Oh, my gosh. But it's okay. It's Let's okay. Let's talk about it. I just want to I just want to hear. Is it okay to talk about You can talk about it as much as you want. Yes. We'll just not spoil certain bits of it. But, I mean, you do you know, like, the basic premise of, of what it is? Isn't, like, Poe Dameron in this one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so he's, he's, like, got, a really he's got his X-Fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I remember there being, in the trailer, I, I, I can only remember a scene of him dancing. Like in his undies or something. BB-8 is there. Yeah, that's in the trailer. Oh, that's no. Yeah, I mean, that maybe it wasn't a new trailer. That's all I've seen, though. Yeah, um, we didn't expect that part. <laughs> and when it happened, we were just like our our hair stood up, <laughs> and the audience, or you know, climaxed Thing- simultaneously. <laughs> Things will never be the same. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Uh, um. Yeah, I super love Oscar Isaac, too. He's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. He can um, fly me anywhere. Mm-hmm. In a spaceship, that is. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to cheat on Finn, all right? All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ex Machina. I just rewatched this the other day, and it is gorgeous. There are so many amazing things about this movie that I love. A lot of people might not like it because it's quiet. It's kind of slow-moving. And it's a little bit, maybe a little bit heady or something. Like, maybe a little bit um, psychological. Psychological and philosophical. Yeah, it's both. Um, And I was just telling Joel the other day that I think it's not only uh, simple, but it's also, like, almost mythical. There's, like, an element of it that is philosophical and deals with ideas that I think were discussed in myth, almost. And I'm not going to elaborate too much on that, except to say that I think that it was really unexpected for me when I watched it. And I think that it was beautifully made, beautifully acted, and just, yeah, not. I can't even think of a problem with it that I would try to fix. Mm, yeah, it's it's kind of the movie does a really good job of showing you a 
I don't know how to describe it. There's such a film over it. And I don't mean the word film like a movie. I mean, like, there's this layer of creepiness that is almost there from the very beginning. Yeah. Because... Well, it's about, like, sex robots, right? Not to, like, I mean, <laughs> be very blunt. Not, no, I mean, it's, it's not about sex robots. Oh, okay. So the robots in the movie, or uh, the robot in the movie mm-hmm. happens to be uh, a female mm-hmm. who, you know, yeah, okay, we, we get to observe her looking like a female, I oh, guess. Okay. But it's not, it's not inherently immediately this is a, this is a robot for somebody to fool around with. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and Donald that, Gleason. Sorry, that was kind of my impression when I no, saw no, the trailer. No, no, I understand. I was yeah. like, oh, they built... They certainly try to play it off that way. Yeah. And it, the movie, it plays with that. That's the thing. I, I, I don't you, want to give away Yeah, we don't want to give it away. But. Maybe I combined that Scarlett Johansson movie where she drives <laughs> around in a van picking up dudes, but she's an alien. Let's not talk about well. that yet. Anyway. <laughs> oh, sorry. <clears throat> <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> Thank you very much. Anyways, other Star Wars alum, uh, Domo Gleason mm. is the the everyman who gets stuck in the situation. And I mean, what they're they're doing is basically trying the Turing test on the, this robot to see is this is this a conscious being or not. And that's that's when we get into the philosophical stuff. And but the movie is not just about that. I mean, that's it's it's more about humanity. Yeah, and. It's kind of terrifying. Yeah, it de- it deals with some very primitive issues that have to do with uh, social norms and sort of um, given responses between people. But it also deals with these new technological ramifications of things that we do on things like the Internet and some other things. It sort of talks about how what being a human is and what that looks like. Um Interesting. It's interesting how you said that, Sarah. You guys heard about that that uh, that uh, AI Twitter account, right? Yes. Recently, that was uh, mm-hmm. supposed to loves Trump, Nazis, and uh, <laughs> yeah, like some sort of artificial oh intelligent Twitter well, account wants to do things. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why we can't have nice things. The internet. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um... Alicia Vikander. And uh, Sonoya Mizuno, they they do, both do these fantastic. Knock it out of the park, man. Yeah, like every, cool. I mean, everybody's in it that has yeah anybody sizable roles. Like it's Dude, so superb. I'd, I'd love to see it sometime. It's yeah, scary, but it's so good. I'm sorry, you can never watch it. We've destroyed all copies. Oh, well, in that case, <laughs> fine. But but uh, if but we're going to happen, we're going to reenact it for you right now. Oh, okay, cool, cool. You can't see so that. like so like in Fahrenheit four fifty one, you guys are just going to be the ex machina man. Yes, that's right. No, it's like it's more like a uh, what's that dragon movie with uh, Christian Bale? Oh God! When they're reenacting Star Wars. Oh no! Did you make up? Did you really? Of course did I did. Oh. It's a great movie. You know, I actually do like that movie. Nah. That's why. That's why I went. Oh no! Rain of Fire. There Rain of go. Fire. I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it once, but it's a long time Guilty. ago. I don't <laughs> I feel like I feel like Sylvester Stallone's gonna like knock the door down and be like, You've been judged and like shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> I am the law. Uh-huh. Never gonna make it back. Ex Machina. It's not for kids. I'll just no. say that. No. It's <laughs> you, not. you should have a mature mind when going into the movie. 
But yeah, really good. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Cool. I can't wait to check it out. All right. Is that me now? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going anymore. I'm tired. Uh, my number three movie is from 2012, and it stars not Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> but oddly enough, Aaron just referenced the character. <laughs> it stars Carl Urban, who I love. I love Carl Urban. Totally. Like. I'm sorry, Sarah. I'm leaving you for Carl Urban. No, that's not true. He did a great job in Chronicles of Riddick. Oh, he did. Oh, man. Star Trek. He kills it as Dr. McCoy. That that brief series that they had on Fox where he's he's like partners with a robot. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Carl Urban. You're so cool. You were Mm -hmm. the coolest. Can you be my friend? Anyways, Dread from 2012. Is that on your list? Uh, That was on my backup um, list. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would say on my top 10, it is currently number seven. Number seven. Very nice. Very nice. This movie gets a lot of comparisons to The Raid because both of those movies take place in a single building for the most part where uh, you're progressively making your up your way up to the top and they they're similar to video games in that way because it's like a series of encounters you know shooting and all yeah. that stuff like that and in the raid it's fighting obviously but the way dread the the characters in dread it's it's just like this scummy world that, that we all have to live in. Totally. And we don't get bogged down. Like, the, the problem with Judge Dredd, mm. the Sylvester Sloan movie, is they wanted... They felt like they had to explain everything. Like, the judges have been around for all this time, and they've also got these other guys... It's bogged down by the history, the history of Judge and Dredd. By yeah. the way, Judge Dredd is the most important guy in the world. And that's not what... The, this movie is not how important Judge Dredd is. He happens to be the main character, and he happens to be good at his job, which is... Yeah, I mean, he's basically killing criminals. I mean, yeah, I, I would have to say, for the sake of um, adaptation from the comic to the, to the movie, mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll put on my nerd glasses here. Well, you know? I, I feel that it, that it, it was very accurate in, 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 the sense, in the sense that, you're right, Judge Dredd is really good at his job. Mm-hmm. You you put it well right there. Like that's what the comic is about: is how well he is at his job. It's not that he's the single most important, <laughs> the focus of the original film. But but I mean things that did fall to the wayside and things. And believe me, this is on my top list. But things that did fall to the wayside is how crazy Judge Tread's world is. Like, yeah. Every every issue, there's like. Some ridiculous thing. They could have have kept expanding it, you know? I I almost wish there was a TV show on, like, Stars or or, or HBO or something like that. Well, kind of like with the RoboCop show, how they would do all those commercials in the RoboCop TV show, you know what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about? Like, the infomercials. You get the the idea that this whole world is kind of corrupted. Yeah. Yeah. And you you do. I feel like you do get that from Dread. I mean, it's... Although we just... Because it starts off with that amazing yeah. chase scene where yeah. he's following those guys, and he, oh yeah, you know, we get to see the the really goofy like I can change the type of bullets in my gun by saying it out loud. I'm glad they did that. Oh yeah, I'm he, glad he they does did it in the yeah. book, right? Yeah, yeah. that happens. Great. Well, yeah, it, literally in the comic book, there's just a dial 
on the side mm-hmm. of the gun that he decides what bullet that he wants it to yeah. be. So the oh, voice, right. the voice act, well, the original comics it's a little later more high on, tech. you know, it, it, it was modernized. Yeah. Dread, Dread's definitely been modernized, but the original, like, I would say the first few issues of 2080 right. would be, would, would like literally look down and like change the dial. I'm glad you corrected awesome. me because, because uh, Alan Moore was rolling over on his grave. Yeah, yeah, probably. He's not dead. But he does live in a grave. Well, I'm sure he has a grave. <laughs> 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 Olivia Thornby, or, Thur- or uh, Thurlby, sorry, is she uh, she plays the psychic uh, Anderson in it. Like, uh, And I don't feel bad spoiling anything about this movie because it's just like, it doesn't matter. It's it's so amazing. You can still enjoy it. It's almost on the level of Mad Max, but not quite as, like, an ex- as ecstatic as... An experience, yeah, but it is really, really good. Oh yeah, and, no, it uh, really, yeah. Lena Headley as uh, or Hetty, Lena Hetty as Mama. Yeah, amazing, <laughs> amazing. Jeez. Once again, I'm getting chills. <laughs> it's a powerful movie. It's yeah. a powerful movie, and um, uh, I recently went and saw um, Hardcore Henry, mm. which is a shoot 'em up first person film. And, you know, it was intense, mm-hmm. but, like, when I think of, like, really awesome action movies, I think of Dread. Like, and, and I was just kind of, like, even when I was just sitting there watching Hardcore Henry, I was like, oh, gee, there's some more action going on. But yeah. I didn't feel like the, the stakes weren't there. Where And I think that's what Dread's all about, is, like, the stakes. Like, the situation, not, like, the beefy kind, right. but you know what I mean? <laughs> but, like, like things, there's a cost for everything that's going on mm-hmm. like like you know and 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 the, the give and take between him and his and his and and uh, um and judge anderson yeah it's just so much fun and like and 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 i love the fact that it was like her first day on um, um <laughs> yeah, she, she doesn't like she she proves herself right there which is it's funny he's like you like he doesn't he tell her like from the beginning you only get like one mess up and then you're out or you're something out. like yeah. that and it's like we do see him lax on that kind of, but it's not. It's well, it's done such a cool way. It doesn't matter. Yeah, none, none of that stuff matters. It's I, just like whoo. it's to be seen. It's to be experienced. Seriously, I agree. I agree. It's hyper hyper violent. Saying it's violent doesn't does not cover the amount of violence <laughs> in it. I feel like. It's, I, you know, if you are squeamish in any way. They aren't leaving me out of this conversation on purpose. I didn't see this movie because I heard it was really violent. Yeah. And I think they both know me and they both know that I don't like violence. So anyway, they knew that I hadn't seen this movie. But listeners, I have not seen yeah, it yet. I really wish. I, I think I, it's I the kind of movie. <laughs> I think it's the kind of movie you really would like. Um, if you like action movies, if you like Dread. If you like Judge Dread, um, if you like Judge Dread, maybe you need to take a take a walk of a short period. Wait, no, never mind. Is that what the <laughs> comics are called? Yes, they're called. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, Judge Dread is the character. Mm-hmm. He himself does sometimes appear in a comic called Judge Dread, but originally Judge Dread is a character from a science fiction um, and fantasy anthology anthology series called Two Thousand Eight. Oh, cool! It's a that's, British book. That's also where the story for the movie Hardware came from. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was just saying I don't I don't have anything negative or positive to say about it because I haven't seen it. But um, I usually stay. Urban? I thought you were talking about that country singer. 
No, that's <laughs> that's the other urban. What's his name? Clint? I don't know. Craig? Steve? Isn't it Carl Urban? Carl. Carl Urban. Carl. I hate saying the word Carl. Well, Carl. Get in the house, Carl. Coral. Carl. Coral. Carl. <laughs> Anyways, you should see that movie. <laughs> you should see it. It's, it is in my top five action movies on top of that. Like, I think it might be number two. If I had to, if I had to pick. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yes. It's an amazing movie. So good. Again, I feel that Hardcore Henry, which a lot of people seem to be really liking, paled in comparison to Dread. Dread's just intense. It's fun. Oh, that's a, oh, there is also a person named Keith Urban. That's weird. Carl. But there's a Carl Urban, isn't there? Oh, wait, wait. The, the actor's name is Carl Urban? That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, God. His name's Carl Urban. I've been calling him Keith Urban this whole time. Keith Urban is married to Nicole Kidman, or he was at one point. I sold so many Keith Urban's records have been sold because I said he was the best. There you go. You did it, Joel. Well, it's Carl with a K. So, you know, that's cool. You're close. Podcast is over. (laughs) We're breaking up the band. The last thing thing you're going to hear. Can we have one last photo shoot? This recording is a gunshot. Can we have one? Oh. Hey, I already jumped off the balcony. So. <laughs> I thought you were really into Keith Urban. I think the funny part, though, is I totally like, because I'm just like, Joel's always on the money. Joel's always on the money. I don't, like, I didn't I don't think- know everything. <laughs> it's an easy enough mistake to make. Totally. Totally. But if Keith Urban was in this movie, it wouldn't have been very good. But Carl Urban, he want, he can be my boyfriend. He's dude. He's Keith, awesome. you got to get in line. He's an awesome dude. The funny thing is, I looked over at your list right before you started talking about Sylvester Stallone, Mm -hmm. and I tried to read what title was on number three for you, Mm -hmm. and I thought it said Creed. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, spoilers for Creed. I was like, is that a (laughs) sci-fi? Is that a sci-fi movie? Yeah, it is. Because he's not actually... uh, uh, Creed's son. He's a clone of Creed. That's uh, oh yeah. It's actually a, a closet uh, saber tooth movie. Uh, anyway, Victor. That's right. Wow, that was a good one, Joel. <laughs> Deep cut. Way to go. Thank Way you. Go. So let's move on. We're, get, we're getting. This is getting tense here. We're yeah, getting, let's the go on to number two. All right, number two. All right, as we're climbing up the mountain of our top five list, it's a stinkeroo. Number two. Number two. All right, man. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Guardians of the Galaxy. Mars Attacks. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, dude. No, is that, that on your Mars Attacks is 1995, Joel, and cannot be used on this list. Uh, Guardians. Next time. It was one of my backups for my alternates. Cool. Cool. So, what oh makes this movie gosh. special? Well, I mean, yeah, it's got spaceships, it's got aliens, it's got a wicked cool soundtrack. I mean, come on, man. It's got Chris Pratt. Yeah, Chris Pratt. That's amazing. Uh, I always really enjoy the stories about this movie, about when when uh, when director Gunn was was going through all the list of potential Star Lords, and they were settling on Chris Pratt, and he's like, "Oh, not the fat guy from Parks and Rec." That was that was his very first like impression of Chris Pratt, and but he did great. He did an amazing job. He did an amazing job. You know, he was he got all cut for that movie, and there's only one scene where he has his shirt off. 
Doesn't that seem kind of weird? <laughs> no. No, it doesn't seem too weird. I'm, I mean, maybe just uses as an excuse to work out, man. Aaron, didn't you want to see more skin? Yeah, Chris Aaron, Pratt's amazing. did you want to see those, those abs? Do you want to see that? I'm you know, a little upset that there wasn't some sort of obligatory Chris Pratt shower scene. Yeah. I'll agree with you I on that. I see that butt. <laughs> I'll agree with you on that. The ladies were upset, too. Yeah. Well, you know, the second <laughs> Guardians 2 is coming up. If you think about it, Thor 2 had an obligatory Thor got up, put his shirt on scene. We're probably going to get an obligatory <laughs> Star-Lord gets up, surrounded, it, probably in his bed, is covered in alien ladies, because, well, space. Yeah. Age of Ultron had an obligatory Thor bursting out of the water. Yeah. That is Tom Fox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure in in Thor's contract, he just has to be shirtless at least a percentage of the time on oh, screen. He's, he's going to, he, we got to, yeah. Anyway. Hey, have you heard the rumors though? For, I mean, and this is totally. Uh, I'm Guardians sorry. 2? Yeah. No, yes. no, 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 no. Avengers. The Avengers movie. Star Lord's going to be in it. Coming up here. Not the. Civil War? No, not Civil War. The next one. Infinity War. Oh. Avengers well, Infinity War. That would War. make sense. It's going to have Star-Lord in it, though. I don't want Star-Lord in it. I want Rocket Raccoon. Rocket Raccoon's amazing. I agree. You know what's really cool about Guardians is they they take those characters from the comic. And you know some of them they hit, like, dead on. Like, the Rocket Raccoon is is basically the way he is there, right? And Groot, yeah. Groot obviously. Yeah. So, you know, but things like uh, Gamora, she's not as talkative. She's more well, cold, they, right? I feel that they totally and, reinvented no, her. No, yeah, that's, movie. Absolutely. I, that's what I'm talking about. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. They didn't use her as much as I think they should have, but I think they, they did a really good job. Yeah. Um, Chris Pratt... Uh, Star-Lord was way more serious also in the comics, but I think you can't take away oh that Oh, my God. Yeah. That was... I I had more fun at that movie than, <laughs> than almost any movie that I've seen in probably the last so 10 good. years. Yeah, and not, and not in, like, an edge-of-my-seat kind of way, but just, like, having a good time. Laughing. Yeah, laughing and... And I seriously knew nothing about Guardians before we saw this movie, I called it Heroes in Space. <laughs> I said, are we going to go see Heroes in Space? Because in my mind, it was um, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> it was about similar. Totally. I had no inkling of what this was. And, um, yeah. and we had a great time. And it's something you can watch over and over again. I'm really happy, though. I'm really happy with how that movie worked out. I. I was really worried at the time before that movie came out because a lot of people were kind of stinking on, well, Guardians, they suck. And I've, I've read all of the modern Guardians comics up until before the movie had been released. Mm-hmm. And like, and, and I saw like some of the patterns in the trailer. I was like, oh, cool. So they're kind of doing the um, the uh, the prison escape route storyline, which was, was a part of Annihilation. Mm. And um, and I was like, that's really cool. And, and I... And I I didn't know where it was going to go because Star-Lord was, he was okay in the comp. I, I honestly read Guardians because I knew that Rocket Raccoon had joined the team yeah. and that the newer, newer incarnation. And I love Rocket Raccoon as a character. So Star-Lord was always kind of like, a, oh yeah, it's, it's a dude in the background who shoots things. Like and even just, in the comics at that time, I was like, whatever. It's like we needed an extra person. <laughs> yeah. there. It's like, like they, we balance out Star-Lord and, and Quasar. Yeah. You know, with, whichever incarnation we have right there. Yeah, pretty much. I go, I hope they bring Quasar into it. 
Uh, the, I, before we get too far away from that, I want to say Drax, the way Drax is in the comics now is he's like cold and calculating and like super intelligent like that. Uh, back when he was originally started, he was like a, he was a dumb. He was basically Space Hulk. Yeah. Except for dumber. <laughs> Space Hulk. Yeah. Well, because Adam, Adam, dumber. Adam Warlock had to basically tell him what to do. Yeah. 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 He was like, yeah. yeah. He was you gave the Infinity Gem. I just ate it. <laughs> well, and 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 basically, I felt that him and Gamora were both like in the '90s. Anyways, mm-hmm. they were basically just the same characters. One was one was a male, one was female. Right? I, they were pretty much interchangeable, though. Right. Yeah, but uh, with Dave Batista as that character made me laugh so hard. Yeah, that I can't remember the line because I haven't watched the movie recently. But when he's when they're escaping from the prison and, uh, you know, Rocket Raccoon says something like, or nothing goes over my head. My <laughs> reflexes are too fast. I was like doubled over in the theater. <laughs> I was like, I did not expect that. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's so many lines and so many visual things. Like James Gunn is so good at visual storytelling. Like, I like, Kempo was saying that she wanted to maybe watch Slither for the show, and I, mm, no, it's not. I'm not gonna. I'm sorry, love. I, I know you're in charge of what you want to watch, but I'm I'm like gonna close the door on that movie. It's like it's too gross for me. <laughs> it's I mean it's it's, I love it's a decent and funny movie, and I love Nathan Fillion, but it's okay. I'd uh, rather I'd rather watch uh, Dead Alive again. Understandable. <laughs> um, I, I I I'm on the other side of the fence. I kind of love the ooze and. Who's gory stuff, but mm-hmm. and Gun Gun really, uh, uh, he really showed me what he can do with uh, Guardians. I mean, I, I mean, I loved I loved Slither, but yeah, Guardians really showed me uh, the versatility of of his directing. It's so, great. Can't wait to see what he's up to next. Yeah, that's the excitement I got from it. Can't wait to see how he handles the new Hulk movie. No, wait. Space Hulk two, Planet Hulk. Oh, oh that'd uh, be cool. So. <laughs> Number two, Sarah. Number two for me? No. For me. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, Number two for me is Force Awakens. Star oh, sweet. Wars. Star Wars. The Force Awakens. Is I, that on your list? No. It is not. It's on my... No, it's not even on my backup list. Because, yes. Uh, I didn't put it on there for some stupid I'm a big, reason. I'm a big poopy poopy lame. I should have put it on there. Didn't even put it on my list. Because I didn't even think about Damn. it. Damn. Star Wars. The Force Awakens. I guess I'm the one that's going to have to represent Star Wars. Yeah. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah, I'm yeah, just I've kidding. never seen it. Can you tell me about this movie? Um, Star Wars? Holy crap. This movie <laughs> was so good. It blew me away. I mean, and I, I'm not one of those uber original Star Wars fans, even though I know I'm surrounded by people who are. And, um, and I do love them. I have a special affection for them. But... Um, this was so good. The new Star Wars, it takes all of that, um, all of the charm of the original movies, but it updates it um, to just be something really special and new. And the performances, Kylo Ren, and um, oh my gosh, Amazing. Adam Driver. Is that what his name is? Yeah. Adam Driver. Holy crap. 
I was expecting that to be, I, I didn't even know what. I didn't know what to expect going into this. And I loved it. I certainly didn't know. Yeah, especially when they announced that he was going to be in Star Wars. I mean, I think everyone assumed he was going to be some sort of villain because he just, he's got those dark features and, uh, you know, the lower voice. He, you, never, you never see him acting like uh, a Han Solo or a Luke Skywalker from the original would have acted. But it's like, I don't know what's going to happen there. But yeah, when he's doing what he does in the movie, it's just like, yeah. Yeah. I loved the Han Solo stuff. I loved the, um, I loved Kylo Ren. Her character is so cool. And I just really like that they're, they have this diverse new cast that is just invigorated. And you can tell that it's going to be, it's going to continue to be something special too. Everybody's um, crazy about Daisy Ridley now, right? Like, yeah, we want, yeah. Her, we want her and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You guys seen the photo from the recent shooting where <laughs> she got shot? No, film shooting, Joel. No. Film shooting. No. Ed. Mark and Hamill. Mark Hamill's riding on the back with Yoda. Yes. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> Training. <laughs> yeah, there was, oh my gosh, something. I'm trying to remember just anything from the movie. I know it's not as fresh in my mind as it was when I went to see it. I went to see it like three times in the theater. But there were a few moments that were just so funny and I'm just smiling. surprising. We're talking about, we're talking about, I'm just smiling. Yeah. Like, it's just so amazing. Yeah. Like I'm just so happy that that we've moved on beyond the prequels. Me too. We, we, if, I, feel like, I feel like that Star Wars has gained power again. Yeah. Like in a lot of ways. A lot of ways it was a joke. It was a joke for, for a long, long time. time. Yeah. Star Wars was a joke. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm really glad. I'm really glad that Lucas decided to sell it. Me too. And I'm really glad where it's going. My I, one sentence review on Letterboxd for the movie was, thank you, J.J. Abrams, for letting me believe again. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I'd give it up. Like yeah, I had oh, no yeah. interest. Like yeah, I, I've heard lots of good things about the Clone Wars animated series, but I just didn't I watched wanna, a little bit of it. I didn't want to get invested. You know, I wasn't reading the comics or anything like that. It's like it's over. Well, I mean, and that's fine. We had these three amazing movies. If you can get them in their original version, <laughs> well, I don't know. Like Star Wars has is, is always been a thing in my household. I mean, I'm sure this is you know the same other people's households, but but like I know. I just, uh, yeah, it's always been a thing. Like, the first words I ever spoke were Star Wars. And, like, my parents <laughs> were all about it, you know? Um, and so it, it was actually really funny today at work. I work at a comic book store, so this isn't too unheard of. But, like, um, somebody asked me what the name of the uh, the bounty hunters who hunted uh, Luke Skywalker in uh, Empire Strikes Back. And I didn't even have to think about it. Like I just told him, and then yeah, Dengar, Forlom, IG88. You guys leveled up, but it was just so like it was so casual how I said it, and then I, I but and then I walked away, and I was like, like I kind of looked around like I didn't even have to think about that. <laughs> like, it was just such it's a, a such proud a, moment. It was, it was a crazy moment. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The, the fact that someone younger than me asked too was just, it was really weird. That was a weird moment. <laughs> so cool <laughs> when i worked briefly at thq you know the company that doesn't exist anymore and uh revenge of this or not revenge of the uh is that the third movie uh episode three revenge, revenge of the Sith. Yeah. that one was 
about to come out and THQ had the Star Wars license mm. for mobile. So we had, you know, a bunch of random, like we had Revenge of the Sith, the action games for cell phones. It was before smartphones existed. So it was, you know, the old side scrolling ones with the very primitive music. And uh, one of the uh, things was that, yes, Aaron still has that phone. Uh, <laughs> it's got a keyboard built in. <laughs> it's pretty fancy. Thank you. But one of the games was a trivia game. And I I had become a Star Wars trivia nerd, not a Star Wars nerd, which is funny, mm. but I wasn't I didn't like obsess over the movies. I did obsess over the stories. I've always been a big story person. Yeah. And uh one of the questions went like, you know, we had to write up bugs for things like that. And one of the bugs I wrote up was about a question that said what I think it's the the question was I can't, I can't even remember the context of the question. They, sure. But the, the bug I wrote up was that the TIE Bomber, the, the question was wrong because the TIE Bombers did not show up until the Battle of Hoth. They were not in the first movie. Yeah. And uh, the person who corrected the bug wrote in the notes, who's this nerd? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we all got that. Oh, my god! Star Warsy streak. So <laughs> <laughs> he really timed it. Time to shine. Yeah. The nerdiness. Yeah, I stood up. They played We Are the Champions and that was amazing. They carried me out on their shoulders. <laughs> it's just it's just such an amazing time to be alive. It it's is. It's just a great time. Okay. It makes me so happy. I'm almost about to cry. Like As it's a just Star Wars like fan, yeah. Oh my gosh. Star Wars. It's like, happening. This future yeah. actually kind of looks bright. Yeah. And it's you know, like, <laughs> this is like how pe- people felt before episode one came out. Like, oh, it's coming back. Oh my gosh, have you seen the things? Have you seen that? Oh my god, double lightsaber? Yeah. That is crazy. I've read about it, but this guy has it. And it's like, look how cool everything looks. And there's the movie, and oh no. <laughs> yeah, we went. We all went to see it when they came out. We were old enough to yeah. have been there when mm-hmm. they started releasing them. And, and really we were all for, really, for well. so really hyped up, went to see them. Don't worry. I, I'm sure episode two is going to be better. I wonder if we have that, like, because I when I when it comes to the prequels, I think of the third one as the best of the bunch, and I wonder if we've got that that syndrome that happens with uh, with movies that come in trilogies, where it's like the second one was so bad, I can't help but think of the third one as being good because that's what a lot of people think of Jurassic Park three as a good movie. And it's basically they've got, you know, like Stockholm Syndrome or something like that. Yeah. Because they're so disappointed by Lost World that you can't help. Like, oh, this is more like what I remember. So this is okay. Like, uh, I, I hate to break it to you people, but Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> I almost like, I, I think I like Lost World better just because it's, it's, it tries different things and it's, it's stupid. Hey, it's got the gold bloom in it. So I'm yeah. It's got gymnastic dinosaur fight. Yeah, I yeah I love part two, but then again I, I'm okay with part three as well. Coming to I, I just epi- like dinosaurs. Coming to an episode near you. Like dinosaurs. The Lost World. Anything else you want to say about Star Wars? Um, I just yeah I'm glad we're talking about Star Wars again too. I'm just so glad that it's a positive and that it's good. It's positive. It's good. Oh, it's yeah. So good to be excited. Yeah, I got. Oh, that's what I was going to say. When we were watching this movie, there, I saw it three times in the theater, and there was an occasion on every viewing where I got, like, tingles, like, mm-hmm. all over. I got awesome. just, like, a 
like a just electric feeling. And that doesn't happen very often when you go to the movies. And I'm so excited to see what happens next. Couldn't be said any better. My number two belongs in the toilet. That's for all the kids out there. After I bleep all of Aaron's SH words. Uh, My number two is a very, 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 very little scene movie from the very strange year of 2007 where a lot of bad things happened, as you were saying. That was a bleak year, man. That was a bleak, sad (laughs) year. It is a indie Spanish language and a movie, I believe it is from Spain, called Time Crimes. Can't say I've ever heard of it. No. Did you watch it, Sarah? Uh, last time we had Aaron, uh, Aaron, last time we had Aaron on as a guest, by the way, we're, replac- that we're replacing Aaron with, uh, <laughs> see you guys, I'm going to jump off the balcony. We had a Jose on uh, for uh, Event name? Horizon. <laughs> he said, one of the last things on the podcast, I was like, oh, we'll have you back. He said, yeah, for time crimes. It's because we both have a huge love for that movie. I think, uh. Uh, he, he and I were going to, uh, like college classes together and uh, we, you know, the thing we had immediately in common was movies. And I was like, Oh, have you seen time crimes? Which I heard about on a, I think it was a slash film cast. And, um, he was like, no, I never heard of it. It's like, Oh dude, it's on Netflix right now. Go watch it. And it's, it's in the same vein as predestination. With the uh, the time travel thing looping and things being affected, that's I don't want to tell you anything about it. That's the thing. Like it is a you start watching it and it's kind of a almost okay. a horror mystery because you see things that are that are kind of scary and and like creeping. You don't know what's going on. And then I've already spoiled it. Obviously, I mean you can probably guess by the name that it has something to do with <laughs> time travel. Yeah, but they use it in such a such a beautiful, brilliant way that uh, it's it's like I could just rewatch that movie over cool. and over again. Like cool. it, it's dramatic and uh, it's scary and it's so creatively done. And the twist, there's like a twist upon a twist upon a oh, twist. Nice, nice. And like predestination had that. But that that felt kind of like a oh come on <laughs> like, yeah this this like this doesn't make any sense that's that's how I think we all felt at the end of that movie mm-hmm. this one it's like oh my gosh that is oh I can't believe that happened that way that is wow like you tricked me you dirty bastard <laughs> yeah it's so good time, time crimes two thousand seven uh, let me see what's directed by real quick. Because I think this guy has gone on to do cool stuff. Uh, Nacho Vigalando is the name of the director. He did Open Windows, that movie with Elijah Wood. I don't know if you know about that. Well, it's going on my list now. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I'm, uh, speaking of Elijah Wood, I, I haven't seen it yet, but there's this movie called Grand Piano. Oh, yeah. 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 I, heard I saw the trailer of that recently, and I, I, I almost lost my... I've heard it is a good movie. Yeah. And he also did uh, one of the shorts in uh, the ABCs of Death. Yes. It's actually... Yes. 
Yes. Do you know which one? No, I'm thinking of something else. I apologize. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, you got me thinking about Elijah Wood. Donder? That's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> hey, he's great. <laughs> okay, guys. Hey, time I'm crimes. tripping on Elijah Wood. Time crimes. Really cool. Just don't understand. Cool. We have it on DVD. You can borrow Thank it. you. Thank you. Yeah, I was yeah. going to watch a trailer I when I got home. You got me intrigued. I want to watch it, too. Yeah, we should yeah. watch whenever it. We, whenever we do have Jose back, I we should do cool. it. Yeah. All right. All right. How are you guys feeling? I'm ready. Number okay? one. Let's Number do this. one. You feeling this? You think there's going to be any surprises? Yes. Probably. Yeah. Probably. I don't think there is going to be because you've already ruined all my surprises. It was my birthday. I was I was actually kind of waiting to say, oh, time crimes is my number one. No. But I was <laughs> if you say Jurassic World. That was a twist. Oh, that was my birthday mm-hmm. present to my, myself. The world gave me. Terminator. I saw that on my birthday, by the Salvation. way. Salvation. No, that's not my number one at all. <laughs> okay, Terminator. Get this guy off the set. Gen- Terminator Genesis. Oh, Actually, the trailer that made me laugh quite a quite a Genesis? bit. So I never saw the movie, yeah. but I have to say that when I saw the trailer, I hadn't laughed so hard at a trailer in a while. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm actually kind of like I'm almost at the point where I'm like I want to go see Genesis now because like cause <laughs> it literally like it just it hurt my brain watching. It, it made me groan so hard. Like, <laughs> I, I was like, I can't take another salvation and hurts already. <laughs> Nick G, get this guy off the set. All right. Uh, it's not the, See, that's not even the worst part. Yeah, Helena Bonham Carter's disembodied giant robot. I've never seen it. Was, I've never seen it, Joel. It's like a story in the beginning. I stopped on two. And she's back there. Oh, Terminator 2 is the three. best movie. I've seen three. Okay. There's a great scene where Arnold is dancing with some strippers. I mean, that's, that's how can you? It's not dancing. I well, haven't you've seen You've inflated three. the scene. Oh, sorry. Spoilers. He's wearing assless chaps. <laughs> Terminator 3, yes. Yeah. I don't even know how we got on this discussion. It's not the worst movie. It's not the worst. Okay. It's fun. Let's go. It's fun, though. All right. Let's do this. My top number one pick from uh, 2007 to 2016 is a film from 2011. Species 4. (laughs) Hey, you know what? I actually kind of like Species 1, though. (laughs) I mean, honestly. Species species is pretty good. It's badass movie. Yeah, it is badass. I like it a lot. TMNT. Uh-huh. I haven't seen any of the other ones, though, but uh, yeah. I definitely blushed a lot when I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've seen a naughty bit. Forrest Whitaker's doing things I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> Number one pick for Aaron Cornelius from the year 2011 is Attack the Block. Attack the Block? I haven't seen this. I haven't oh seen John Boyega. Yeah. That's cool. I um, you surprised me. I saw this movie just kind of like I was just I was just doing some some trailer browsing. I don't even know how long back, and I saw the trailer to this movie online, and I was like, "Wow, this movie looks intense." And um, on me and me and me and uh, my wife Campa, we go to uh, Salzer's um, Music, which is also sells DVDs, and the DVD was just there, and I was like, "Oh, I saw the trailer for that. It looks cool." And so I bought it. It's and, meant to be. And we watched it, and we were just both stunned, like, just how amazing this movie is. And and I proceeded to make sure, you know, everyone everyone I knew saw it, but apparently I 
uh, haven't showed it to my podcast. <laughs> my podcast. Uh, maybe, it be, maybe you should save it for an episode. Yeah, maybe I'll, yeah. maybe I'll be quiet. Maybe I'll be quiet, but I will say that that it's totally awesome, and it should should be one of my picks coming up. That's awesome. Yeah, because it's an amazing movie, and yeah. it is needs it to be a, seen. Is it a British movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's cool. a British film. I've heard of it. I just haven't seen it. I've heard that there is a language barrier. It's best to be watched with subtitles. Okay. I agree. It's not a language barrier per se. It's just that they're saying things very quickly, uh, very quickly. And so it, it's kind of at the point where you can miss dialogue. So it's definitely best watched uh, with cap, with caps on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Caps lock on. Mm-hmm. All caps. All caps. All right. <laughs> I have heard nothing but amazing things about that movie. Yeah. It's, it's, That's it's another my- one I heard from the Slash Filmcast back in the day. And I just never got around to watching it. Just, it's just one of those things. I think it was in that that was the time period where going to the movie theater was difficult for me because I like like that that movie has violence in it and uh, like I, I didn't really have anybody who wanted to go see violent movies with me back when it was in there so I was like and I have a thing I don't like going to movies by myself at the theater I just feel I feel like the lights go down and all of a sudden I'm like by myself in a gigantic room. The strangers. Well, I, you know, there's just something to going to see a movie with people. Yeah. That it's just more fun, I think. Yeah. I, I think that could be. But, I mean, obviously, I'm, I guess if, if I didn't have the opportunity. To, I, I've never known. I know. I can't lie. I've never seen a movie by myself. No. I've never seen oh, a movie I have. Myself. Yeah, I have too. But I don't like it. I don't mind it. But most of the time, if my friend wants to go see the movie too or whatever, like. I'll go with somebody. I usually mm-hmm. go with you. Yeah, I can't think of a single movie I've gone by myself. Some, That's something. Some skin flick that you didn't tell anybody else about? No. Species 2. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> when you were 13. Joel, you're going to make me blush. <laughs> when you were 14. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yeah. is there anything else you want to say about Attack and Block? Or- uh, I, mean, I, mean, I don't want. I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want to spoil anything. But I mean, um, I mean, John Bulgaria, he, he does steal the show. Like he's a great actor, and I mean, all the other kids in the movie are great too. There's so oh my god, there's so many lines in this movie that me and Campo just constantly say to each other. Like it's just it's that good. There's just some really good stuff in there. Without being too spoilerific, it also um, kind of shows you. How it kind of sucks to live in a British ghetto. Like, yes. that is like, that is a big part of the movie, or the block, yeah. you know, these, these publicly. The council, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it sucks. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, Nick Frost is also in the film, spoiler alert. Oh, well, you uh, see him in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, he's also in the movie, and, uh, he did a great job. I think they sell it a lot on him being in the movie. Like, yeah. this, this is a, another one of, uh, what's his name's, uh, uh, What's the name of the director who did all the... Uh, uh, that'd be Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright movie kind of thing. That's what I originally thought that's what it was, but yeah. it's not. Did I ever tell you how I met Edgar, Edgar Wright once? No. I was at Comic-Con, and I was just walking around, and this is like after I went and saw Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, it was a few times, and bought it on DVD. And there he was, just kind of walking around. This is after, oh, of course, that had been announced that he would do the Ant-Man movie. Mm. And uh, no one was walking up to him like he was just he was just wow. like a comic con goer. And so I walked up in plain sight. I walked up and I was just like, "Hey, dude, how's it going?" 
like, I know who you are, you know, like, yeah. kind, of, kind, of, yeah. kind of a thing. And at first he got a little scared because, you yeah. know, I, I was being very you forward. You a big deal about it. But I, no, but I didn't make a big, I didn't, right. like, scream or anything. I was just like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. My name's Aaron. And I shook his hand. And I started, uh, mm-hmm. but then I was like, no, I've got him. I got to ask him. I was like, what do you got planned for Ant-Man? Yeah. I just like, I just, I was, and thinking back now, I was like, yeah, it's kind of a shitty thing to say. Of course he can't say anything, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. there's no way, there's no way he could say anything contractually, yeah. you know? And, and so, you know, he was kind of, uh, kind of doing this, yeah, him you and know, Han. him and Han. Oh. And then out of nowhere, out of nowhere, this huge belligerent crowd of, of kids just were shouting, Chronicon! And like, <laughs> and they had these giant like 420 like banners on, and they oh, were just like, cool. and they just like surrounded us. And like for whatever reason, like it was just it got so loud. And so I was, I tried very you know quietly just be like, hey, it was nice to meet you, and you know leave. And and he just got surrounded by these 420 <laughs> well dudes who wanted to make they're all allowed, about the they're allowed to have a fun time too. You're right. Their their chronics. And the cons. Chronicon! Oh my god. I thought you were going to say they got glomped. You know, no, you know, hey, you know, I'm sure I'm sure he was like, let's do this, and they probably got way baked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> was he there for, like, Scott Pilgrim, too? Or was that before Scott, or after Scott Pilgrim? It was prior to Scott Pilgrim. Oh, okay. Oh, no, Ant-Man's been in the works for years, dude. Right, right, I know. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember. It's, I, I was very disappointed when he got me too. Off, but I, I think that Ant Man movies. I think it's all right. Uh, I like Paul Rudd. Nah, man. Well, I mean, Rudd didn't do, do rub me wrong, man. He did a great job in that movie. It was mm-hmm. writing or yeah, yeah. something, something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe I need to watch it again. But when I because I kind of went in with like the Edgar Wright would have done better. Yeah, yeah you're kidding. <laughs> Yeah. So attack the block. Yeah, love it. Go see it if you haven't seen it or don't see it yet because we're probably going to watch it for the podcast later. I mean, you should you should watch it in anticipation of us yeah. talking about the podcast. Yeah. I definitely want to hear what you guys think about it, though, so I'll be silent. Yeah. He's talking to you, listener. Send in emails. <laughs> Sarah? Number one. This is it. Um, if this is it, this is it. Oh, that's a different plot. Number one for me is Under the Skin. Sarah, are you serious? That didn't even make my list. Except for it's number yeah, one. Yeah, right. It's oh! number one. Oh, high five. I knew you were going to do that. This is an amazing game. Because Under the Skin was so, so good. It was transformative. Yet another movie I have not seen yet. Oh my gosh. So I I can't wait to hear it from you guys. Under the Skin, we saw a trailer or two that was completely disjointed. We had no idea what we were going in to see. We just knew that visually it might be pretty cool. It's like a series of strange images in these trailers. It was like unconnected things that like, like shots of the ocean, her driving a van, her walking amongst people. And it's like, what, I mean, other than it being very mysterious, like, what is there to go on? There were like this? some double exposures and like some, it, there's like a scene where it shows her laying down and then there's like the trees blowing and like, they just took like a few just random shots, maybe like the red coming, like red, but oh my gosh. And I don't like violent stuff and I don't usually like horror movies either, 
But we went into this movie without knowing what was going to happen. And I feel like it just spanks you. (laughs) This movie just shocks you. Um, And Scarlett Johansson is so good in it. So good. I don't want to spoil too much um, for those who haven't seen it. Totally. But... Again, this is a quiet movie. You might lose interest in it if you're somebody who needs action happening every second while you're watching a movie. But um, it is spellbinding. It is it is terrifying. There so are visually stunning. Visually stunning music, unfreaking believable. I have never heard a soundtrack like this That's one so before. That's so cool. Like there, the a couple of the movies we've talked about soundtrack wise, like Mad Max has this amazing soundtrack, right? This is another one that, like, it is. It's so. It's because of the who her character is. The music fits in with the style and the feeling of the movie in such a way that you can't help but go like, this must be how she feels or yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it puts you in this, the, the place where you have to be like, that's, uh, that, that's a sign of a good film. That's oh why I like guardians mm-hmm. actually. And in oh, yeah. not so many ways, but also attack the block. Another film again, where, where music just like the, the right soundtrack We'll make the movie in a lot of ways. I agree. Yeah. That's so awesome. I can't wait to see this This, one, guys. This is a movie that uh, going into it, you don't really know. You don't have any setup, really. And you aren't really telegraphed very much. This is a movie where you're going to have to kind of come to your own conclusions on Mm. some things. And I like that in a movie. I like it when you aren't sort of spoon-fed what to think and feel about everything. However, this soundtrack... I have never heard a soundtrack like this before. I love music. And the music for this movie is so moving, so terrifying. I don't even know how to compare it to any other kind of music, but I think her name is Mika Levi. What is it? I'll look at it. Um, The music stands on its own alone as being unbelievably composed. The visuals in this movie are standalone. I have watched this movie on mute before because visually it is incredible. Just um, some of the most basic things that they have done with camera work. Mika Levi. Mika Levi of uh, Mikachu and the Shapes. She composes music so elegantly for this and there are ideas that are toyed with musically that I don't know how to explain unless you hear them. That's but so I cool. I think I heard her say in an interview that this, there's one song that, if you've seen the movie, you know, but it's um, the Piped Piper song. And it is the, it's the snake. It's the, it's the, it's the come here yeah. song. It's the luring so cool. song. And it is so oh chilling oh, to the bone. And um, every once in a while, we'll see something in the movie that is it, that fits everything in and so well together that it causes an emotional reaction to me. And this is one of the movies that like there were parts that made me burst into tears. And it was because I felt so moved. And uh, the, the thing about Under the Skin, 
is that it got a lot of pushback from normal audiences. And I, I, I just said the word normal, and I already feel bad for saying that because that's, <laughs> that's a stupid word. What is normal? That doesn't mean anything. What I mean is a lot of people were thrown off guard not knowing what to expect. Like, what do you – Aaron, what do you know about the movie, like the, the character? Well, um, as stated earlier, uh-huh. there's kind of this chick driving this van around. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> there definitely is some of that in the movie, not to make it – Do you know what she's supposed to be? Uh, well, I mean, unfortunately, what I got from the trailer was is that, uh, you know, uh, this guy kind of gets in the van and the next thing I know, like, he's like in this dark room dripping from like something. It could have been anything. I don't know. Oh my gosh. You have to say, oh my gosh, I can't even I mean, it's it's intriguing. It's very intriguing. It also, at the same time, like, like both a little bit of repulsion, but then also just like, well, I want to know why, like, why is this, Why? That definitely keeps coming up. And I don't know why I haven't seen it yet. I have no good excuse. Because you guys have, I mean, prior to this, you guys have definitely told I mean, me, you know, this is a great movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Honestly, I, I have no, I have no. Who else is talking about it? Yeah. <laughs> you guys, like, that's it. Sarah and I are still, like, and Jose, who we saw it with. We went out to Los Angeles mm-hmm. to see it because it wasn't playing anywhere nearby at the time. I think later it did get uh, released in more places, but, like, we all were just like, what? This was just... Jose didn't see it with us. He didn't. He saw it a second time with us, right? I don't remember when he did, but I know eventually he did see oh, it. Oh, no, he didn't see it in the theater at all. That's right. And we were, like, telling... Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jose. You should have been there. No. He's not, so- he's not sorry. Let's go back he's in time. Bad take, movie. And take Aaron and Jose. And Everybody, and get in the car. <laughs> Like, I don't want to set your expectations too high, but your life is never going to be the same. No, that's not. This is one of those movies that I feel like I love, but I would not at all be surprised if other people don't. I I think most people wouldn't. Yeah. I kind of wish there was, like, a suggestion box or something for, like, the Retroplex where I'd be like, well, I kind of want to see this movie again. And, you know, like, for example, I'd really love to see Speed Racer again on the big screen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I kind of wish there was a box that I could be like... Can I see this on the big screen, please? Because I really would have loved to have seen this movie you guys are talking about. You know what I would have loved to have seen? Jose sent me a link later. This was... Um, oh, a link later? No. Oh. A link about uh, this movie being screened with a live orchestra and Levi, uh, Mika Levi, conducting. Composed. And and I just would have loved to have seen it. But it, mm. it was a day I couldn't go, I remember. Mm. Um, but, Bummer. yeah. But it's like... This is one, if it's back on the big screen, I would totally go see this again on the big yeah. screen. Yeah. And people might think that it's a, people might think it's too dark or too slow moving. They certainly um, would think it was too slow moving because the movie is not, there isn't any pace other than the pace that the movie requires to present the message that it has. It's uh, a slow burn. I don't even know how to explain it. <laughs> Joel but. just kind of deflated. I can't. I can't, I can't explain cool. it. I can't. I. I am the one who. I am the one who knocks. No, that's not what I was going to say. <laughs> what did you think about Scarlett Johansson's performance in this movie? I think that she did. I don't know how any other actor or actress could have handled that situation without coming off as phony. Yeah. Like she 
did such a, a thing, which is, it's like she is required to act in a way that I think most people don't think of as acting. And they wouldn't realize how difficult it is to do what she does in the movie. Yeah. But it's like you have to really think about it. You have to think about can you. Yeah. Like if a person in their regular life tried to do what she did, they, you know, uh, I don't even know. I, I can't. It's hard to explain and and we don't want to spoil it. But basically, it presented one of the most specific acting ta- acting challenges that I've ever heard of. Um, I mean, I've seen people try to so pull mysterious. off these. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> so mysterious. This movie moved me so much, and I've seen it so many times. We own it. I like I said, I've I've watched the whole thing on silent before. And I've listened to the soundtrack by itself before, but the soundtrack is terrifying. I love music, but this does something with sound that I didn't know. But you have to you listen. Could, you you yeah. can't not listen. You have to. Yeah. And you get sucked into it, like, and it gets stuck in your head. And it is, yeah, it is scary. It is there. The movie itself has such like, not uh, there. There's there's like actual fear. And then there's this existential terror that that certain scenes happen that you not only are you scared of the situation, but you you become scared of the main character because you know what is happening you know. is inherently wrong. Yeah. I just got chills from saying that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it almost sounds very Hitchcockian in the sense that that like you as an audience member are are like dragged into it. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you at first are just an observer, but then once you know, yeah, you suddenly almost feel like you're an active participant. It's like watching or, Psycho yeah, exactly. or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you are suddenly an active participant in this movie. Yeah, and you're like, no, no, I got us. Oh wait, that's right, I'm in the theater. You no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> you wanted to keep going. You kept watching. This is not. This is no one's fault but your own. Yeah, and I don't usually like watching horror movies. And I don't usually like violence. There's mm. some of both of that in this. But there is something else in this movie that speaks to what it is to being a human being. And it's so beautiful. Even though it is so scary cool. and horrifying in other parts. I say the, the movie requires you to, to really be listening to the sound in particular. Um, I mean, the, of course you want to have... Like if if it was possible to watch it on the big screen, that's that's what we'd be telling you to do. But so you you know, wrap your heads close to the TV to get the get get the full you know you know deliciousness of what's going on. But I, I really Sorry rec- to go on I really on. recommend either like get, you know like turning up your sound system nice and high so that you're not getting anything but what's going on, or putting on a pair of headphones like noise noise blocking, because not not only is this the uh, the score the soundtrack going on. Uh, important, but everything like the way you're experiencing the noises going on in the background, and you know, I'm talking in vagaries here, but it's it's <laughs> it is important. Yeah, and I feel like this movie was important, and I feel like it's not like it's kind of like a secret. Yeah, that we've told you. 
Gentle listeners. Shh, don't tell. Just, <laughs> Just go kidding. watch it. Tell everyone. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I don't know. I just think Scarlett Johansson's an awesome actress. I don't think that, I mean, and that's one reason why I really do want to see this movie. Mm-hmm. It's just because, again and again, she's just like, she's awesome. She's amazing. It ain't Lucy. Did you watch No. I haven't but, either. I, haven't, oh, I saw the trailer. Upcoming episode. Oh, God. Lucy. <laughs> I don't know. Lucy. Hey, Lucy. You got some brain problems to explain. Wait, <laughs> did you guys want to reveal your uh, your your backups, or are, we, are we going to save that? for... Are we going to talk about? Well, I mean, let's let's talk about the things that didn't make on the list. There. Sure. I mean, okay. Uh, since uh, since my number one was your number one, I'm just going to rattle off my stuff here. Um, yeah. The other things that we didn't talk about: uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane from this year. Um, it is a science fiction movie. I hope that's not a spoiler at this point. If you are interested in the movie, you probably already know that something crazy is going on, especially based on the fact that it's... Well, it's predecessor. It's produced by, you know, the Bad Robot team, and uh, it's it's called Cloverfield, so yeah. something's going on. But John that was, Like, that was a movie that was spectacular, and then the the ending just, like, amps it so much, you're like, no, it can't be over yet. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So, 10 Cloverfield Field Lane. Uh, another one I have on my list is John Carter from 2012. That is in the same vein, as far as I'm concerned, as you were talking about Speed Racer. Like, it now has this cult following of people that are like, hey, you know, the critics hated John Carter. Like, it, it's, it's like rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, it got slammed so hard. And I think it's it was just because of, like, a bunch of Disney follow-up movies to the the first couple of Pirates movies. They were just like, no, we don't want any more of this Disney. And you, it got overlooked because of this. And like people like, oh, blame the title. They should have said something of Mars and all this stuff like that. And it's just like, who, who directed that one? I, I don't know. Uh, it was, it's the, one that I have Brad Burke oh. from, uh, from Pixar fame. Oh, wow. He did the Incredibles and stuff like that. Cool. And so it's like, everybody had these like super high, I think it's Brad Burke. I'm going to feel embarrassed if it wasn't. Dude, don't even worry. Keith Urban? I just didn't know. Carl Urban. <laughs> Don't mind if I do, Keith Urban. <laughs> Carl Urban. I'm just going to picture uh, Carl Urban always in a cowboy hat now. From now on. <laughs> like I don't even know rock. who that is. Like, I'm sure I do know who it is. Carl Urban? Just... You saw Star Trek, right? Yeah. He's Dr. McCoy. Bones. Oh. Yeah. He's got that super sexy jaw. Come on. I'm sorry. It is not Brad Bird. It is Andrew Stanton. Who was the director on uh, Wally, Finding Nemo, co-director on Bugs Life? So Harry he, he Dean Stanton. It, so. Yes, Harry Dean Stanton, one of my favorite actors. It's his son, Andrew Stanton. <laughs> oh, seriously? No, it is not. Ow, <laughs> no. Ow, 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 ow! Call the police. This guy. You're so full of crap. This guy. So, anyways, John Carter is a movie that I've told. Uh, somebody told me, my friend Will. Was like, oh, you haven't seen John Carter? I'm, I'm not even going to tell you anything. Just, just watch it. Do, do yourself a favor and watch it. And I was convinced that it was going to be garbage because I had been told it was garbage by the critics, and that's no slam on the critics because I follow a bunch of critics. If you, you know, they have their opinions and stuff like that. If anything, it's just taught me that I need to go out and experience a movie on my own and not, not believe everything that's told to me, but. John Carter's good. Like, it's it's like fun, 
goodness. I really wish Taylor Kitsch had gotten to keep making more of those because he's like, he's charismatic and the, the movie is like super fun adventure. Yeah, cool. I mean, do you have what? I mean, do you not like that movie? Oh no, I just haven't seen it. Oh, I haven't seen it. I read, oh. I've, read, I've read the books. I just, mm. uh, I don't, I don't entirely. What year? What year was that when it came out? Uh, twenty twelve. Okay, I just don't think I went to the theater much in twenty twelve. Yeah, to be honest with you, no. But it was, it's one that I have an interest in. Yeah, we should watch it. Shall watch it. Yeah. Uh, another thing on the list: Cabin in the Woods from twenty twelve. Yeah. It is a horror movie, but it, it, it also has science fiction-y stuff. You've never seen Cabin mm-hmm. in the I don't know anything about it. It's Joss Whedon, right? I, or he didn't direct it, did he? Or no, did he, he directed produced it. it. Oh, yeah. He directed it. That movie is good. Like, I don't think I need to say anything more about it. Like, you, if you have interest in a a creative, creatively done horror movie that plays along with the tropes and has good acting and fun times in it, you're going to laugh and you're going to be a little freaked out. Yeah. No, talk about creative. Talk about creative. Mm-hmm. I was all, really impressed. Yeah. All I can say is dirt bike. <laughs> uh, That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, uh, the only other thing I have that uh, we didn't mention, like I have Moon and Looper on there. Uh, the last one is Iron Man, uh, 2008. Oh, cool. The first Marvel cool. movie, or the first like relaunch of yeah. the Marvel stuff. And that movie just has a special place in my heart. Because, I mean... It, it really stole the show, man. Yeah, it's great. Like I even like the ending. Like People don't like the ending of the movie because, I, I, I mean, it does feel rushed. Where all of a sudden, uh, what's his name? Uh, Obadiah, Obadiah Stone, is that what it is? Am yep. I making up a name? Oh, wait. Obadiah I wouldn't know. Stone. Obadiah something? Yeah, I think so. Anyways, the big Lebowski, uh, he, he climbs into his own seat. All of a sudden, he's like crazy sauce. Like, ah, Tony, you're not going to do it. <laughs> and yeah, that is a, that is a turn of uh, the character. But... I, the movie is I've I've seen the first Iron Man movie like fifteen times. It's just that like watchable. Mm. So that that's all I want to say about it. Uh, just to backtrack real quick, we were incorrect on the director of Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, it's not Joss Whedon. Right? No, he wrote it though. Right, he wrote it with the director Drew Goddard. Drew Goddard. There you go. Sorry, no, I just wanted to make sure. Fact yeah. checked. Yeah. So put down your uh, put down your email, your pen. Don't write in. We yeah. Got it. Easy, easy. I apologize. We like, we do love Cabin in the Woods, though. And I that apologize was... to Keith Urban. You were great in Cabin in the Woods. Uh, Sarah? <laughs> uh, mine, I had put some fantasy stuff on mine because I didn't know. We were just uh, trying to focus primarily on Because sci-fi. Joel didn't explain the things in his brain. Um, that's it's all okay. good. It's all good. Bad Joel. I'm just going to name a few because... We're probably going to end up doing a, a fantasy list at some point. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. But um, I don't know. What do you think? Mm. Well, um, some movies that 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 I um, that that made my my I guess my backup list. I was really impressed with uh, Prometheus, mm-hmm. which is um, well. I mean, it was kind. Everyone said it was supposed to be the prequel to Alien. Alien, and. Uh, um, you know, when I kept hearing that, I was like, ah, oh, whatever, you know, I don't know if I want to see this. But I went and saw it in the theater and I actually really liked it a lot. Hmm. And, um, I don't know. If you, have you guys seen Prometheus yet? Or do you know what I'm, 
I didn't see it because I heard it was super violent, and mm-hmm. I. But I, I super love Michael Fassbender too, and I almost went and saw it just because of that. But um, movie shame confession. I've seen the first twenty-five to thirty minutes of it. I, I've seen up into the point where they are on whatever planet or whatever, and they're exploring that cave system, and Michael Fassbender like opens like a, a cave area or something mm-hmm. like that. And I was just like, okay, this is way too tense. I can't watch anymore. <laughs> I never picked it up again. Well, it's... So I was like, something's about to jump out and get me. You know, it, <laughs> it's just, yes, it's a bit jumpy. Yes, it can be violent at times. But like the overall feel of the of the alien landscape is just really fun. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember her, her, her name here. Numi Rapace? Yeah, yeah. She really, she flippin' steals the show. Like, um, so many cool scenes. I mean, I don't know if you guys, do you guys want to see it? I don't want to ruin anything. That's uh, the only thing. I, I basically know everything about oh, okay. it, but you shouldn't spoil oh. it. Yeah, all right. I won't say anything more. She was awesome, and mm-hmm. there was just so much potential for a next movie. And, I mean, from well, what I've been hearing, not going to happen. No, no. That, that, Prometheus 2 isn't going to happen, dude. No, but he's calling it something else. It's called Alien something. Yeah, that's because he doesn't want he doesn't want another director doing Alien. Right. So, I don't know. I, what I've been hearing is he's totally scrapped Prometheus to the idea, which, which I just, dude, she did such a great job in this movie. Like I was like banking on the fact that she was going to get another one. Cause I really wanted to know where it was going. And from what I've been hearing, oh, I'm getting all worked up now. It's well, not going It's anymore. just not going to happen. Cause hey, alien covenant. Yeah. They're going to, they're just going to make another alien movie, which is okay. I love alien, but that's kind of Michael Fassbender. But it's not, it's wait, gonna, wait, what? <laughs> um, I let re- me just uh, say, yeah. And I mean, Numi Rapace has been in uh, some other stuff. So, I mean, she's still getting great roles. I hope so, because she is a great actress. And more Charlize Theron, because she's in that one too, right? She played a great, like, stuck-up lady. (laughs) I'm all about that. (laughs) No, she did a great job. Like, (laughs) like she did a great job of being like, I'm the boss, and you're going to know I'm the boss. uh, Everyone's uh, boyfriend, uh, what's his name from The Wire, Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Yeah, he was in it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. He did a great job too. Hey, Idris Elba, get out of my dreams. Get into my Jaeger. What? I'm just sad that he won't be in Pacific Rim too. Why not, Aaron? Spoiler. Because I'm sure he's going to be busy with another movie. Because Joel, Kirby, why I wasn't Kirby popped out story. and ate him at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Elysium. Didn't see it. You guys never seen that one? Mm-mm. That's that's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Really good movie. I highly recommend it. And uh, kind of a guilty pleasure on the list, but uh, the movie Predators with an S at the end. Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard uh, mixed things on it, but it, I mean... It, I it loved it, like man! <laughs> like it's, it looked like fun. It's fun. It's a fun movie. And Adrian Brody working out like crazy, though. Oh, my God. That. I think I heard somebody... I think Nick... Mm-hmm. Tried to explain the start to finish story of that movie to me. Once. Yeah, it's so bad. And I, I was it. like dying laughing. It's he was like, and then mm-hmm. there's a samurai, mm-hmm. like Yakuza, but yes, close, close. Yeah. Anyway, I I was rolling just hearing the story. Well, like I mean, it's it's just kind of one of those movies. I, I don't want to give too much away, but it's just kind of like one of those movies where it's like, why would the predators focus on these guys? <laughs> yeah. Like, 
like like a little bit a little bit too uh what really but but once you get into it like once you're in in the movie and you're like you're in there like yeah it's it's pretty fun so that's, they, they that's want the people with the most kills on their list you know their kill list or something like that did you see edge of tomorrow no, I haven't. That's that's a really good one. I mean, it didn't make my list, but just because didn't make mine either. But I, yeah, I liked that movie. Never saw it. Never saw it. But it looked it looked the trailer looked interesting. It's good. Um, I saw Oblivion. That didn't make the list either. But a lot of people didn't like that one. Oh, that's what I, I kind of liked. You it. were talking about Elysium. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, Elysium's the one about. Um, and that's that's Matt Damon. Matt Damon trying right. to get up to space. Right. Yeah. I like Chappie, and I, I'm in the very, very minority. <laughs> I've liked Chappie, too, but I remember there were some grown moments for me in that movie. Yeah. The ending in particular. Spoilers. like or No spoilers, I guess. But yeah. The ending in particular was kind of, uh, whatever. I don't, ending, I don't it's like the same the ending as Short like Circuit 2. No, but Short Circuit 2 had better music. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you don't like the feeling more? I don't like feeling bad for like machines and aliens. Yeah. That was sad to watch. District Nine I mean, didn't make that the list either. And District Nine, no, yeah, no, it hurt me too much to watch those. I mean, Chappie was more silly. Yeah, I love that director though, but yeah. I agree with you. He has a tendency to make so you squirm. Hurt strength. He makes you squirm. Yeah, I like the adorable uh, uh, Neil Blanc, goofy musician people playing in, in Chappie. The ones that are like he's calling his mommy and daddy. They're real life musicians. Too. They are. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't care too much for their music. Well, I don't, I don't <laughs> Sorry, either. I don't, I don't either. really. Either. I just think I they're adorable in the movie. Yeah. No, no, they were at the. the what was really cool about that, I have to agree, is despite the fact that they're musicians, they were actually pretty awesome actors, too. Yeah. Like, I'm sure they weren't... Yeah. They were probably just told to be themselves, and mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm my assumption, because they were awesome. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to make any inappropriate statements, but my best friend is from the UK, and I feel like... <laughs> I feel like in England, there's like terminology for the kind of people that are being represented in that movie. And um, I mean, obviously, in South Africa, it's different. But um, but I feel like that's what the robot and everything were supposed to be like. She's saying they're a bunch of mother. <laughs> well, he bleeped me without even trying. Mm-hmm. That was great. Uh huh. So what else you got? I had a couple fantasy ones. Like I said, I had... I had Stardust, and I had uh, Midnight in Paris, mm. and Birdman. But um, the main sci-fi one that stuck out in my mind was uh, The Nines, an indie movie with Ryan Reynolds, and uh, what's her face, right? Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy's in it, too. Um, they, uh, this was seriously just a movie I threw on with my mom, um, knowing nothing about it, Um and it was a sci-fi movie that both me and my mom liked. And, um, I mean, it's not a perfect movie, but it was an independent movie, low budget. And it was Ryan Reynolds doing something totally different than I had ever seen him do before. Ryan Reynolds is a good actor. When yeah. He, when he wants to be. Yeah. <laughs> like, depending on the role he's choosing. Like, he doesn't always have to be the sarcastic dude. Like, when he acts, it's like, hey, this guy's good. Yeah. Totally. It caught me off guard and I really, I remember, I mean, I don't know if it's as impacting on second viewing as it is like some other movies when you've seen something happen, 
um, kind of when you've seen the story unravel, sometimes it's hard to put that back together and watch it again and then watch it unravel and still have it be as, as good. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching it that first time, I really loved it. Um, and I, I think there might have been some things I didn't like, but it's very suspenseful and it's, um, and Ryan Reynolds acts really well in it. Yeah. That's yeah, good stuff. Yeah. I say one more that I left off of my list. Just I, I erased a bunch of stuff, and I wish I had left it on there, but I was like trying to narrow it down to the five. Hey, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm really yeah. glad we did it. Thank you, Joel. I, I know. Say, uh, Thank you. We spent so much time talking, and we only yeah. picked five. Yeah. Uh, Upstream Color is a, a science fiction movie that is definitely not for everyone. Uh, I've almost say it was in this. It, it, it's trying for the same kind of like you're in it. The music is in it. You're feeling what they're feeling like under the skin kind of effects, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but it's not as good as under the skin. It has, it has problems. It's by the same guy who did, um, uh, what is that time, low budget time travel one where they, they climb into a box. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Are you talking about, um, the box? starts with a P. <laughs> starts no, with a P. No, I'm not. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It's, it's with a W. I, I yeah, it's a movie Upstream I actually really like. It's really sad. Color. I can't remember the name of it. I've seen it multiple times. Cool. Shane Carruth is a director, and he also did Primer. Yep, starts with a P. Cool. I yeah. can't remember that, but I can't remember. <laughs> and I like Primer. I uh, loved but it. But I also I have Primer. issues with that one. And, and I think Upstream Color is a little bit more up my alley. But well, I, I think Prim- people Primer's ending was, was my issue. Like, everything leading up to the ending was pretty cool, but the ending was just kind of like, oh, that's it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's good. Check them out. Yeah. Check, check, check them out. Yeah, that was great. I'm really glad we did that. Thank I hope you. you guys who listened to it also enjoyed it. We'll be back on Monday with the regular scheduled program, assuming none of us lose our voices or get hit by cars. <laughs> Knock on wood. Hopefully I'll have my regular voice back next time. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want to send in some emails, you know, you heard the examples of what we like and that kind of stuff like that. I'm sure there's a bunch of titles that we didn't mention that you might be like, oh, my gosh, they probably haven't seen this. And we might have, but we still want to hear about it. So send in any suggestions that you have to please don't podcast at gmail.com. You know, you can send in a little letter or you can literally just send in a thing that has a couple of movie titles. We'll take anything you guys send in. If you want to uh, follow our actions outside of just listening to the recordings, we do uh, have a Twitter account that we almost ever use. That's uh, at Outer Space Pod. And our Facebook page, which is a little bit more active, uh, facebook.com slash PDSMIOS. Please don't send me into outer space. There's not much else to say, really. I mean, I can't think of anything else. Dude, I, I just had a great time. Yeah. And I just wanted to thank you again, Joel. Like, that was really fun. Yeah, thanks for the challenge. I, it, it definitely gave me some critical thinking yeah. on movies that I like <laughs> and that I normally don't have. I'm just usually like, oh, that was a great one. Oh, that was a great one. <laughs> what was the best? Yes. Thank you. Lists so that was are fun. fun. We'll do it again. As we'll see you guys next week, and I hope you guys have a good one. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.
introduction scene where everyone's all the all the white kids are introducing themselves. And then and then at the end, like when it gets to the last kid, typically what happens is it's a stupid John Cena, like, you know, John Cena and I'm <laughs> and then it's just John Cena. There's this one, oh, let me show oh, oh my god, I want to show you real quick. It's it's a little intricate and detailed though. Um, can I use your Facebook? What? Oh, my Facebook is so private, it's the privatest. I won't read any messages. Oh, you've read all my messages. I'm not going to read any of them. Sexy teens looking for He tagged all your photos. You tagged all my photos? Mm Mm-hmm. See? For his brand. MRA. Oh, I'm glad that I'm on your brand. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, search. No, I went to the. I found the place we're talking about. I went. I went, I went on the dark web. I don't. Know. Oh my god, people! No, that was. I'm so sorry. Oh shoot! I didn't mean to, Joel. Oh no! I may have accidentally used another person's credit card to order all my tickets. I made a boo-boo. I just bought you an AK-47. <laughs> You're on a list now, Joel. 